my name is George. I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, I'm uh, at this point in time maintaining 170 pound weight loss. Um, I'm literally almost half the person I used to be. If you wanted to see what I used to look like before, there I am. Before, I don't know if you can see very well, but uh, there I was before, pretty rotund. Um, I think I became a compulsive overeater when I was born, okay? Uh, however, uh, there was a time that I used to say that I actually learned that I was a compulsive overeater, and that was when I was going through puberty. Uh, I have a disease called alopecia, and what that means is hair loss. Uh, and um, as I went through puberty, all my hair started falling out. And as you can imagine, uh, teenage kids can be pretty cruel, okay? And... Uh, I was pretty much made fun of in school, et cetera. But uh, uh, my, my mother would try to do everything for me to, to fix all of this, take me to various doctors. They would put acid on my head to try to stimulate the hair follicles. And I'd go home with second degree burns on my head and things like that. She wanted to take me to another doctor. And uh, uh, I just got all upset and refused, got on my bicycle and rode down to the neighborhood gas station and drank four orange sodas in a row. And uh, that actually made me feel better, believe it or not. Um, it was an escape. Um, it, was, it was that moment that I always say that I became a compulsive reader, but realistically, it was long before that. Um, my family was always about food. You know, when we meet, we eat. If we won, let's eat. If we lost, let's eat, you know, didn't really matter. Um, although the socialists revolved around the church and, and, uh, and also food. Uh, I was brought up in the Russian Orthodox church where they spoke in Russian and didn't understand a word that they said. So obviously as a result of that, as soon as I could, I stopped going to church and I stopped believing in anything that sounded like, like something called God. You know, something that some some guy with a long beard sitting on a throne up in the clouds throwing lightning bolts at people just didn't make any sense to me at all. So I became a lifelong agnostic. Um, I've, I've been a professional dieter all my life uh, and um, went through everything, as you can imagine, from A to Z, from Nutrisystem to hypnosis to you name it. And quite frankly, I lost weight. Could I then ever repeat the same diet? Mm -mm. Had to try to find a new one, okay? And of course, I would yo-yo up and down and up and down, and always the highs got higher and the lows got lower. Um, what I didn't know is that my wife was a compulsive eater as well, and we were basically eating buddies. Uh, I actually, <laughs> we, were, we were taking a vacation in, in uh, Philadelphia for the centennial of the company. And I, I planned the entire vacation around where we were going to eat. That's how important it was to us. Um, she found OA before I did. And she was smart enough to sort of gently ask me, gee, would you like to go to the LA birthday party? And uh, how, about, how about if you come with me? Okay. Didn't push me into it or anything. So I went with her the first year and I... I listened to a, a speaker that through a two-day 12-step study. And my first reaction was, my God, they ought to teach this in schools. 
but then there's that subject of God again. And I had that problem as well. Um, so I said, yeah, this is good. I'm probably one of those things, but I can still do this. And the next year she said, do you want to go back to the LA birthday party? Because I had still gained more weight. <laughs> I didn't lose anything, obviously. Um, and so, so I did. And it was at that point in time where um, I realized that I really can't do this myself. I need some help. So I found a sponsor and uh, actually found the sponsor at the birthday party uh, in, in LA and um, went to my first meeting and sheepishly said, I'm George, I'm a compulsive overeater. I didn't want to admit that. So the last thing I wanted was to have another disease that was incurable. Okay, so here I have another one, you know. Um, found a sponsor, lost a lot of weight. Uh, I did okay with all of it. But then somehow, slowly but surely, I got away from the program. And I am a graduate of the University of Relapse. I think I learned more in Relapse about this disease than anything you can imagine, how cunning, how baffling, how insidious it is, how it sneaks up on you in the dead of night and takes away your, your life from you, okay? And, and so if there's a message that I wanna share with you all this morning, it's that relapse starts long before you take that first compulsive bite, okay? It takes, it's long before you ever realize that you are gaining weight. It, it starts with an attitude, and it starts with an attitude of surrender. It was wasn't until I surrendered to the program, and I gave up and said, honestly, I cannot keep myself. I have to turn it over to something better than me, okay? Um, so I started working the steps with my sponsor, uh, and uh, got to a point where we were getting this third step, you know, turn your will and your life over to the care of God, as you know it. And here I am, a lifelong agnostic. How am I ever going to do something like that? And the advice was simple, just behave as if. Okay. And so I started to do that. And we read something also in the big book, uh, a simple sentence that said, who am I to say that there is no higher power? Who am I to say that there's no God? And I sort of realized, you know, what do billions of people know that I don't know? Uh, and so I started to try to behave as if I believed. And lo and behold, my life got better. Professionally, personally, my marriage got better. Everything got better. Uh, we found a church. I ended up before, we just moved to Arizona. And before that, uh, I had become the chairman of the board of the church and a lay minister in the church. So how's that for a spiritual transformation from going from a lifelong agnostic to being a preacher, okay? And I really enjoyed it. I'd like to be able to do that again because I found it very rewarding, not only for the congregation, but for me as well. Um, but back to relapse. Um, let me share some of the things that I found that are sort of tell signs that relapse is on the way. And if you can nip a relapse in the bud and stay abstinent, it's a lot easier than if you let it get out of 
you know, get out of control and it becomes a snowball running down the hill. And then you found out that you already, already gained 50 pounds and you don't know what, what happened to you. And so ask yourself some questions here. I'll ask, you, I'll ask you to ask yourself some questions. Are you starting to go to fewer meetings? Okay. Are you having just a little bit of bite in between meals? My abstinence is defined as three reasonable meals per day, um, no sugar, no white flour, um, and nothing in between, okay? Um, are your portions creeping up a little bit? I weigh and measure all my food, okay? Um, are you starting to read, starting to read, eat some of your maybe yellow light foods? Not necessarily red light foods, but just yellow light foods. Just have a little bit of those, okay? If you're working the steps with your sponsor, are you stalled at a, at a step? Okay. Uh, and a lot of people get hung up on fourth and fifth step and no different for me. Um, I dreaded going into those steps. And when I walked away from my fifth step for the first time, I was on cloud nine. It was like a whole weight had been lifted off of me. Okay. Likewise, I had the same sort of problems when I went into my seventh, eighth and ninth steps, you know, making amends to people. Um, I was dreading that walked away on cloud nine for most things as well. So my advice to anybody is just do it. Don't be worried about it. Don't be worried about doing it perfectly or anything like that. Just do it. Because guess what? You're not going to do it once in your life. You're going to do it over and over and over again and peel the onion each time you do it and get deeper and deeper and find out more stuff about yourself and about your background and about your, uh, your attitudes and everything. Okay. Um, some other things to think about. Are you making outreach calls? Or if somebody calls you, are you returning those calls? Okay. Um, are you leaving ten, meetings ten early? Minutes. Thank you. Are you leaving meetings early or coming in late? Okay. What service are you performing to people and helping people? One of the things that I found in this program is that service is just so important to get out of yourself Okay, and to start thinking about other people rather than yourself. I, my, my brother was 12 years older than I am, still is. Okay, and so he was going into the Air Force when I was going into grade school. And so I basically grew up as a, an only child. And as a result, you know, I was the center of the universe. And providing service to other people was one of the best things that I've ever did. Okay. Um, I read uh, five pages in the book book every day. I read for today every day and, and call my sponsor about it and talk to him about that. And I write about uh, the five pages of the big book that I read, okay? Make three outreach calls every day, attend four meetings a week, okay? And do that religiously every single day. It's a regular routine. Um, and whenever somebody asks me to speak at meetings, if at all possible, if I'm not traveling on, on business or something, then I'll be glad to do all of that, okay? But did you stop reading things? Did you stop writing about things, okay? I never had a good understanding of what the traditions really meant to the, to the fellowship uh, until a few years into, into being into the program. And now I cherish those traditions more than ever, okay? 
uh, if you're not following those, those traditions, that's another sign that you're starting into a relapse. Do you have an action plan? Do you really know what you're gonna be doing? Okay. Um, do you have excessive thoughts about food? Okay. Are you starting to graze? Okay. Do you have insomnia or you're not sleeping well? Do you have anxiety issues? Because one of the things that I've learned in the program is to have a certain sense of, believe it or not, serenity, calmness. And when, as you talk to people who have been through program for a while, you realize that there's this calmness about them because they get let, let go of all of their baggage. They've let go of all of their problems. They turn it over to a higher power and they're able to live their lives in a sane, easy, day-to-day -day fashion. If there's one thing that I learned out of COVID-19, it's to live in the now. I was so concerned about what's going to happen with COVID-19. Am I going to get it? What's going to happen to my job? Um, what's going to happen to the world? All of that. And I learned that that gave me a lot of anxiety and just living in the now where nothing bad was happening right now really helped all of that. Okay. Have you stopped praying and meditating? Okay. Are you starting to have some health issues? that are concerning you? Are there old resentments that are starting to pop up? Okay. Do you ever feel a twinge of depression? Okay. Honesty. I've always thought of myself as being a pretty honest person. Okay. But what I wasn't doing was being honest with myself. Okay. And really truly saying that guess what? I am a compulsive overeater. If I don't do that every single day, something inside me says, oh, you can do this. You're okay. You're not so bad. You worked hard today. You could have something. You know, all that rationalization, all those insidious little things of the disease comes back. If you don't practice the program every single day, what I found is that I have to live in the program. This is not something where once a week or two, twice a week, I show up at a meeting and that's all I do. This is something that I have to live every single day. Okay. Um, are you starting to think about yourself more than other people? Okay. You have sort of a spiritual crisis at all. Are you starting to lose faith in a higher power? It's one of the biggest problems that I had was faith in a higher power. Yeah. Travel. When you're outside the well, outside of your normal routine or you're breaking your routine or there's company or something like that, are you finding that your program is not number one? Okay. Are your family members having problems? Five that minutes. Problem, problem, problematic for you. Okay. Do you find yourself excessively weighing yourself? I weigh myself once per month. That's all. Okay. Um, and the list can go on and on and on and on and on. It is a, it's a situation where relapse doesn't happen like instantly. 
it is a slow and gradual grip that it puts upon you until you find that you're back to where you started before, before you know it, okay? So what I've learned is that if I can, if I can nip that in a bud, if I can take contrary action to those actions that are uh, compulsive, addictive, then I can keep myself on track. I did come out of the relapse and I was working with a sponsor that left the program. And there was another sponsor that I knew was really, really, really strict. And I, I thought for two weeks about calling him up and asking if he would be my sponsor. Because I knew the first thing that he would ask me, and the first thing that I ask anybody who wants to be a sponsee of mine is, are you willing to go to any lengths to recover? Yes or no? No ifs, ands, or buts, or anything. Are you truly willing? Because this is not a program for somebody who wants to lose two pounds. You know, this is a program where you really do change your life much, much for the better and get at the root causes of why you compulsively overeat. Okay. Um, so I was in a meeting while that was going on. And there was, you never know when someone's going to say just a couple of words, okay, that really resonate with you. And there was somebody who said, if you're not abstinent, if not now, when? And I had just turned my 70th birthday. And I realized, oh my God, if I don't do something simple, something soon, I'm going to die of this disease rather than die with this disease. I was starting to become pre-diabetic. I was having trouble just walking across the, uh, the parking lot without getting out of breath and everything. Now I can hike five, seven miles without a problem. Um, no problems with my hips or anything anymore. I don't take any medications anymore except for Synthroid because that the, the alopecia also gets at T cells and that's found in your hair follicles and also in your thyroid. So I don't have any thyroid, so I have to take that. But other than that, I don't really take any medications. Um, so it wasn't until I finally surrendered that things got better. Truly, absolutely, in my mind's eye, honestly with myself, just gave up trying. And that's when things got a lot easier. Because that's when I really did turn it over to a higher power, to somebody else. And just didn't question anything, didn't try to cheat on anything, didn't try to rethink anything, because it was thinking that got me into all of that problems. Okay? Thought my way into those things. Just simply followed direction. And that's when things got easy. And that's when food became a very much smaller part of my life. And my life got a lot better. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, <laughs>